0: This episode of Brew Bloods is brought to you by Pint Hub. Get your first beer on the house every single day. Download the app and use the promo code Brewbloods to get your first month for $1. You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Drink beer.
1: Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods.
0: Bird Bloods episode one thirty four back again for brews in the news not only with Dustin but Javi is back here with us finally again finally uh, Grace with his presence once again you know just
2: life gets in the way of beer drinking too much international traveling to respond exactly which you know, we,
0: now we're
1: on I'm your man of the expansive world. palace yes. it's, it's
0: great yeah we're at <laughs> the new uh, Bird Bloods uh, palatial estates
1: I see you demanded spring to, uh, spring. And you have the oh, like uh, blossoms up there, yes. and yeah, it's it's yep. very nice.
2: Yep. I uh, right after this, we're going to go hunt people. There <laughs> we, we are. <laughs> yes, we. I have that rich. <laughs> <laughs> he he does have that kind
1: of acreage back.
0: Moving yeah. on to the news. So the downward, well, there's maybe the fallout from the Trump tariffs continues to. We've got a little more into it with the beer industry. So the Beer Institute hired the economic research firm John Dunneman Associates. And they wanted them to forecast what the uh, 10% aluminum tax will mean for the God, industry. That sounds like a generic company. <laughs> John, Dun- John Dunham here. <laughs> they probably have a lot of shady money deals. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you're, you're a member of an economic forum, right? Of course, yeah.
2: You're you a power broker, <laughs> are you not? Yeah, exactly. You know, wear those uh, suspenders and That's those right. weird shirts with the white collars. That's why I cracking necks. Those weird Dude shirts. Are, aren't they just button I mean, down shirts? <laughs> yeah. Um... Those weird guys, He's weird guys yeah.
0: He is the Wolf of Wall Street yeah. in Dallas. Mm. <laughs> He's Michael Douglas, basically. Um, so they didn't have them predict necessarily what the steel effects would be because they just wanted to see what would the effects be just with aluminum, which I was going know goes into cans. Aluminium. Right. Aluminium. So what they forecasted was that if these tariffs go into effect, now we should say that if you don't pay attention to uh, you know, news or whatever. We'll listen to our previous news segment
1: where we talk about it. Well,
0: yeah, but I'm saying they, Trump announced <laughs> this week that for now he's going to pause the tariffs on Mexico and Canada because they're our allies. And he doesn't say that they won't get the tariffs. It just depends on if they're able to work out a new NAFTA deal. So we'll see what happens. But So this came out before the announcement about NAFTA countries. Um, but John Dunham and Associates said that the Just the direct cost, just in aluminum alone, would cost the, the beer industry $246.6 million, just in aluminum. Uh, and that's increased cost in aluminum, obviously. Uh, that that's would incur an additional $100 million in carrying costs, which means increased insurance costs, metal brokerage charges, warehousing costs, etc. Let's uh, go ahead and assume that that'll probably cost some jobs too, right? Absolutely. So NPR was saying that right now the effects are that Uh, 141,000 people work in steel and uh, aluminum production, but there are over 6 million people that work in the steel and aluminum consuming industries, which is basically what what we talked about last time. Yes. Okay. So from that, uh, the report says that they're predicting just based on the aluminum tariff alone, that as many (laughs) as 20,300 jobs could be lost in just in brewing which they predict will have a loss of $2.5 billion in economic activity and over $275 million lost in tax revenue. Does this say anything
2: about what, you know, uh, out of the 20,300 jobs, does it say how many would be within craft beer, or would it be like, are we just assuming it'll be like Anheuser, Bush, and Miller and those guys?
0: I didn't read the entire report. I pretty much just read the summary. Um the front page. You didn't have of, a sit down yeah, with John Dunham? The the summary report of the uh, yeah, there was like it was like forty pages long. There's yeah. there's like words and stuff and he's yeah. got no, I got twins no to read. For I got that.
1: he just has highlights to put on here that have no backing facts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this was all from the front
2: page of the John right. report. Well all right, so then let's let's, uh, John let's in here. I mean do <laughs> who let's do we speculate think would wildly be, about it. Who do we think would be more affected? I mean, I obviously care more about the craft beer industry here, but uh you know also anybody losing their job sucks well i think um, that
0: i mean one thing you're going to see is i think obviously the macro companies you're hydro bushes are able to absorb that cost a little more yeah they put out a lot more beer and because of their clouts they can probably they'll make bigger deals they can make bigger, bigger buys deals of aluminum yeah. i assume
2: i think you know if if we see any any big sort of change i think that you know while the big guys have all that money I feel like the craft breweries are able to be more adaptable. So I do wonder whether we might see a return to, you know, bottles instead of cans. I know that yeah. cans were the new hotness, but like maybe that's gonna be a thing. Or maybe people are gonna do kind of like what pedicolas does, where they just are in kegs and growlers. I could see that especially for small startup breweries. Maybe yeah, a- avoiding any
0: portable beer takeaway at all, aside from a keg, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah. but, you know, I also think probably if you're talking about somebody maybe uh, community size or something like that, uh, going back, you know, like they've just started doing mosaic and cans and stuff like that. Like you said, we talked about that kind of a little bit last week, too, that maybe the glass bottle price ultimately will be cheaper. I guess the question is, too, though, if all these people have already switched over, you know, gone to a canning line from a bottling line, what's the cost to go back? Because that's going to also be steel involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how much of an impact that is, or if they still have their bottling lines. Maybe they just amp that up. But that's also what we talked about before: is some of these breweries that are bottling, maybe they're less likely to convert over to cans now that the you know the steel and the aluminum costs are both going to affect that.
0: Well, the other thing that it could impact, from what NPR said this week, is that it will it could very likely what happened with the last round of steel tariffs and things like that is it drove manufacturers out of the country, and because so basically it is cheaper. They were referring specifically to machine parts, for instance, for cars or you know, air conditioning units or something like that. They are referring to it's actually cheaper to import, based on the last trade war, it's cheaper to import a finished part than it is to import the raw material. Right. So what you'll see is manufacturers probably moving their facilities outside the U.S. and not of that but metal brokers. So you could buy from a metal broker. They're not going to get the tariffs necessarily – uh, they could get the everything done outside and import the metal directly into it. It would still be cheaper than trying to get it made here in the United States. And people, will, people are going to find a way to get a cheaper product.
1: Well, on top of that, those same people that are shipping things out on the other side of a tariff, they're going to also, um, the countries that are getting the tariffs imposed on them are going to jack up the price of yep. importing your car yep. that you'd make in America and send out. So it's, it's going to hit on both sides anyway.
0: Well, and they already announced that you know, other countries have announced, I forget who it was, that they were going to increase the taxes on importing Harley Davidson's from Wisconsin because of Paul Ryan. Yeah. And Levi's mm-hmm. and Good. Bourbon from Kentucky. We talked about this in the last episode to target Mitch McConnell. Or Pete, is it Mitch McConnell's from Kentucky. Or is that Jeff I Sessions? I right. can't remember who's who's from which. I think Sessions is Alabama. Yeah. Anyways, they're they're specifically targeting Alabama specifically anything though, so <laughs> <laughs> they did target the weird thing was they did target something from uh, Nancy Pelosi's district, and I'm like, you do realize like Nancy Pelosi is opposed to this, right?
1: Well, the funny thing is too, though, a lot of
0: the congressional Republicans aren't
1: really for it either.
0: Yeah, <laughs> although I think now. some Democrats are. I don't know. It's that weird thing of it's some yeah. you go so far to the right that you come back left, you know, in so, mm-hmm. in some areas. Yeah, like the progressives go so far left and they come back right uh, on the Bernie side of things sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sure, it's that weird confluence that Venn diagram of politics. Yeah. That'll be know. for another podcast. Yeah, that's our Venn diagram and politics podcast. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, so we should note that at one point, the U.S. produced 52% of the world's aluminum, but that has been falling since World War II as we transition more to a service-oriented workforce. Mm-hmm. So there's only two steel meals, steel meals steel, 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 steel meals, steel meals, left in the United States right now. <laughs> and I think someone in Detro- Michigan or Detroit announced they were going to open up their old plant that's been closed since 2012, but it's still, it's like... yeah for 3 mills let's yeah. go and do that. Yeah, so still yeah. we still don't produce we don't produce enough in the United States to service the demand. Right. And how long is it going to take them to spin up new factories to produce aluminum? And it's a dangerous job from what I understand. True. Both in st- to 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 make steel, to make aluminum is dangerous and and, and
2: especially like if you think about uh, for anybody trying to get started in the aluminum Process. Yeah. Uh, imagine the insurance cost because mm-hmm. of how dangerous it is. You yeah. know, like before, yeah, sure, manufacturing was a lot easier, but now you've got all these, you know, you got OSHA, you got um insurance, yeah. like all of that stuff is yeah. upfront costs that I wonder how many people are willing to put up that money. You know? men,
1: steel mills,
0: and especially yeah. when you have to consider that, uh, I mean, let's say on the optimistic side, Trump gets another term, then. That's still only seven more years, right, to spin up a whole new factory business. If the next administration comes in and removes those tariffs yeah. by executive order, then you just washed out, like you've just lost all that advantage, and your factory shuts down. So what motivates somebody to really, unless they already have a factory built yeah. and all, all the equipment in place, what motivates them to get into the industry fresh? I don't think there's anything. Probably not, no. Unless Trump declares himself you know, emperor for life, like, uh, what's his name in China? Still what's that? Another day. Well no, I'm saying oh Man, how Mato's making me want a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't think yeah. it's as bright a future. I think it's yeah. he's obviously playing to his base with this whole bit when
1: uh, I'm sure, yeah, I think that's why
0: he won Pennsylvania and some of those yeah.
1: districts or some of those states and the the Rust Belt or whatever.
0: Yeah. Plus he's trying to distract from, you know, Stormy Daniels and yeah. uh, you know, Carter Page and all that other news. So <laughs> all the Mueller stuff. So, so we... Enough politics for this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Again, go, go listen to our Venn Diagram politics <laughs> podcast, and... We'll cover all the latest, the latest yeah.
1: political news and the Venn Diagram in detail. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so we're fresh off International Women's Day the, uh, this past week. I believe that was Friday. A so better
2: ally would know.
0: I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the problem is I, I listen to all my podcasts a day late, so I'm just now hearing about International Women's Day today <laughs> on Saturday, so uh and he oddly celebrated
1: watching a bunch of you porn. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> no, dude, it's Pornhub. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay, you porn is so dated. Please, <laughs> sorry,
0: I'm not up on the latest streaming porn. Yeah, so uh, let's have it. Let's talk about International Women's Day after this. So, Javi, have you tried Pine Hub yet? They've been on a, I'm to say long-time sponsor. They've only been with us a few weeks, but have you tried Pine Hub yet?
2: Not yet, but after listening to last episode, I was very excited and signed up. You should. I'm glad you did it. Thanks. You're the f- That's
0: an I exciting thing to do.
2: I think you're our first sense. confirmed
0: sign-up, Yes. which you can do if you download the Pine Hub app and type in the uh, promo code Brewbloods. We'd really appreciate that. It gets you the first month for one single dollar.
1: Yeah, you know, $1 for, a, you know, a free beer every 24 hours. Mm. How, I mean, that, that's that's a great deal. You can't find yeah. a deal anywhere close to that anywhere. And even their regular price, I mean, that's also a steal. One free beer every 24 hours.
0: Get your liquid lunch started off right with a free beer on the house every sure. single day. Uh, in de- Right now, the app is only supported in DFW, although they are coming to other cities soon. All you have to do is go to some place like, let's say, Smoky Rose, which is right around the corner. And you show your server. Do you have the Pineapple app? You show how much beer you want. You select that beer, so they know, and then they'll bring you a nice sparkling, clean brew.
1: Yes. Be sure to do those steps. Select the beer. Yes. Show them the beer that you selected. Let them confirm it. Grab the beer, and then uh, I guess if you're Smoky Rose, has some great barbecue as well.
0: Absolutely. Because if you don't do those exact steps, now we can write you out in paper, and, and we can send you a computer printout, a dot matrix printout. If you don't follow those exact steps, to take with you. If you need a wallet card, we can do wallet cards. Your server is going to take your phone and shove it right up your butt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they will bend over. It's going to shut it down and reset it. You don't yes. want that. This is a <laughs>
2: very high-stakes transaction <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Either free beer or phone up your butt. They will be sure you do it right. They will
0: pull down your pants on the smoky rose patio. <laughs> they will turn it sideways. <laughs> They're contracted to do so. They are. It's part, it's the, part of the they terms. They don't want to, but they, they have to. It's it's a secret part of the terms of service on Pine Hub. Yeah. Uh, but no, do follow the steps correctly and you're on your way to a delicious, delicious beer. Get your first beer in the house every single day with Pine Hub. Download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and when you sign up, use the promo code BrewBloods to get your first month for $1.
1: And I do not confirm those are parts of terms of service. I do not want to uh, besmirch them that way.
2: Hey guys, it's Nate. Maybe you remember me from my old podcast, The Hobo Shack. I'm back. I've got a new show. It's called The Cult of Personality, and it's on Radio Diabolus. Every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be playing music, doing some interviews, and some other random b****. If you missed the Hobo Shack, this is the next best thing. Come listen on Radio Diabolus. That's radio E U. You can follow the show on Facebook at Cult of Personality. That's KVLT of personality or you can shoot me an email at cultofpersonality at gmail.com. Come spend your Friday nights with me on Radio Diabolus in the cult of personality. I'm back. I hope you guys are too.
0: As you wait- Okay, so let's talk International Women's Day. So, as we were saying before the break, uh, it was some point in time in the past week. Uh, it's an unconfirmed day. It, it did day. occur on a day. You know, I prefer to celebrate women year-round. I don't prefer to leave my celebration of Indeed. women uh, for just one day. I know you guys do, but us true allies, we celebrate them 364 days a year.
1: Love that well, shield I like celebrate. to have one day for man's day. I mean, let's be honest. Mark, Mark, was, Mark was also wrapped in the American flag, as he was saying, of course. Like, watching an eagle fly by. That's right.
0: <laughs> Singing proud to be an American. <laughs> right. While eating apple pie, of course. <laughs> right. While staring at a painting of <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> That's right. So just in time for International Women's Day, internationally speaking, Brewdog launched a pink IPA, which is a repackaging of their punk IPA. And they claim now, of course, a lot of people Do you get pink eye when you drink it? Absolutely. Only if you splash it in your eye, though. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Every bottle comes with a a fresh (laughs) batch of uh, pink eye. So they claim that it is to highlight the pay gap, especially in the UK, which is around 18% between men and women, uh, to highlight the average gender pay gap between those two. Sexes. I thought those euros Um, were
1: supposed to be a lot more progressive. What's up with that? I don't know. Pretty messed up.
0: They said it will be selling for one eight. The pink IPA will be selling for one eighth less in um, in its bars. Now this is just the BrewDog bars. While the uh, Punk IPA will be sold at the normal price. So if you want to save some money, uh, download. Well, there's no Brew uh, Hub in the UK yet. Right. But if they did, you could get it not only for you get it for less than uh, you get it free, and then get the next one for a lot cheaper. So you could follow our plan. That is true. So, pine up. Get on the UK market. Of course, they say it is also a parody of the lazy marketing efforts like pink phones for girls or, you, like know, the, you know. The pink NFL is stuff. There pink NFL stuff, yeah. Is,
2: is this a – are they critiquing anything specific to craft beer or is it just like you said? No, like I think they're talking stuff. just
0: your average marketing just, okay. effort. <clears throat> so, they said uh, the Brewdog Global Head of Marketing, Sarah Warman, said – Quote, the fact that the gender pay gap is still an issue in 2018 shows that a lot of lip service is being paid, but not enough action is being taken to tackle inequality. At Peak IPA, we're making a statement the only way we know how, with beer. The love of beer is not gendered. Beer is universal. Beer is for everyone. Is the beer actually pink, though? Yeah, I think it is actually pink. Is. Well, well okay. the- pink.
2: No, it's just the label. Oh, it's just the label. Well, it's just the label oh well, pink. that's disappointing. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least add a drop of food coloring. I mean, at least make it per pink. I mean, come, yeah. it, come on.
2: Could you imagine Brewdog actually doing that?
0: Yeah. So, yes, I can. <laughs>
2: they do. Well, they do I all would kinds would say, of the like, same thing. Sure, they do crazy stuff, but not like the St. Patrick's well, Day crap. You know. When they got <laughs> yeah. into the whole uh, Elvis Juice lawsuit thing, they
0: both legally changed their names to Elvis just to try to win the Elvis Juice. <laughs> they thing. are the brewery of bits. <laughs> yes, they they're the the brewery of bits. Absolutely. So there have been some people that uh, contradict what BrewDog is saying, saying it's just a stunt. Uh, Sarah Barton, the director of the of Brewster's Brewing Company, said that BrewDog is trying to be clever, sarcastic, and ironic, but I think it may be viewed as, patronizing, as a patronizing beer from one of the big boys. I applaud the thought. It's an issue that needs to be highlighted in Brewing and Beyond, but it may be too subtle for people to understand over their heads and therefore
2: patronizing. I have mean, we- it's kind of hard to argue from... A lady's perspective, you know, a lady's perspective on the matter, because it's like, is this the
0: equivalent of McDonald's turning turning their M's into W's for a week?
2: I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a good intent, but again, as a you know, as a straight dude, I don't know how much I could comment on whether it's effective or not. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think probably, I, I, they probably like I said, good intentions for both of them. I yes, would think. exactly. Yeah. I, do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, can it be
0: both? You know, both a marketing stunt and with good intention.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do I do like that um you know the proceeds will be going to the uh in the UK will be going to the Women's Engineering Society. Um apparently it's a charity and a professional network for women engineers, scientists and technologists. Technolo- technologists. Yeah. Technologists. Anyway, uh so I appreciate that at the very least like hey they're 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 making like an actual donation instead of Yeah. Just I trying, mean it's only for the first 4 weeks but at least it's not like well, you know, buy our product, and then we'll give like 5% of whatever. It's not like the NFL,
0: which is that whole pink jersey thing is a complete racket. Richard, I think I that mean, finally went away because it was so terrible. a
2: garbage organization well, yeah. anyway, but Of course it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: So BrewDog did recently disclose that – there was a report that their pay gap is currently at 2.8% in favor of men at their brewery. So that is actually – I mean – the fact that they disclosed it I think is a great thing yeah. I think that shows that they're probably being honest in their efforts and but it is interesting that there's a pay gap at all for yeah. someone who i mean yes it's not eighteen percent it's almost three percent yeah great change but why is it not equal is it is that does it is it just happenstance that maybe the females in employment maybe they don't have as much experience as the male counterparts I would like to know more details on that yeah but
1: i would also like takes it probably takes a bit you know if it, if it was closer to 20 percent yeah as you cycle people in and out and everything you know I, yes. I think it probably it's gonna end up evening out hopefully but like you said there might be some disparaging you know some disparity depending on experience and stuff like that that just happens and yeah like there, said, there's to be some it, maybe yes. that would help too. It you. can't
0: all just be based on well you're we're both coming into the canning line one yeah. guy's been canning for 10 years. Someone, let's say uh, a woman comes in and she's never canned before. You can't pay him the same amount. I mean, yeah. you know, just based on experience. So, yeah, someone that's got to uh, account for some experience. I would hope that two people in equal, yeah. uh, equal exp- of equal experience and um, that they would be paid exactly the same. Sure. One would yeah. hope. That's, that's the data I would like to see. But, you know, kudos to them for at least disclosing that they have a pay gap.
2: I will say, though, I'll be raising some eyebrows if they do, like, I don't know, a brown or black IPA. For, you know, to disc- to uh, talk about the uh, racial inequality in the craft beer industry. Yes, <laughs> that might be that might be a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. If that's they... also a thing that I, I've, I thought about. You know, it's uh, I don't know what it, what is the breakdown for minorities in the craft beer industry. You know, because I have seen a lot of stuff about women, and not to take away from the uh, international Women's uh, d- uh, Day and. This pink IPA thing, but I, you know, I'm kind of curious about that. I need to uh look that up at some point.
0: Well, I wonder if they would do something like, um, have you heard about that or that restaurant in New Orleans that is charging people of color? Yes, what it, I forget the exact number, but it's like 30% less, yes, yes, right? yes, yes. And they're charging white people, like I think they're charging, so for instance, white folks will charge them $30 for a meal, yeah, um, and the for people of color they charge significantly less for that same meal. And they're trying to they, – it's only for a limited time. They say they're conducting a social experiment, the part that uh, – it's an interesting experiment that you can't really – I think it's hard to back up with data because when you tell someone that they're in the middle of an experiment like that, it kind of invalidates the experiment because I think a lot of those people are probably going to want to try to be on the right side that maybe they would protest otherwise yeah. if they know they're yeah. being watched. Um, so I think there's a little bit of invalidation of data there, but I think it's an interesting message.
2: I think it would have, yeah, I think that would have definitely worked out a lot more if we only heard about it after the experiment was done. Exactly, you after know? it
0: was done. If you, if you don't say it and say it's just like your hardline attitude, that you can tell them we want, we want to highlight, you don't have to say it's for a study, you can just say we want to highlight the fact, the pay disparity between people of color and, and white people. Yeah. And you could just say that and not tell them their, that they're in a study. And see how that goes. I think that probably validates your data a little more. But it's an sure. interesting concept. I think it's it's a cool way to highlight that there are issues yeah. that we still need to address. Is oh for sure. Progressive as we may all think we are,
2: there are more gaps than just pay gaps. Not everyone oh. thinks there are. Oh, exactly. I okay, mean, it, us it, in it, this little a, room, a, us a, three a, in this little room. You know, like whenever you go to just any crappery like around here, for the most part, it will be pretty bearded and pretty white. <laughs> You know, pretty cargo. Yeah. shorts isn't isn't necessarily itself a bad thing. But then, you know, for example, then are you wearing I cargo go to... shorts today? I'm not wearing cargo. Well, what? they they are what? not they're not exterior cargo shorts. Oh, they
0: they are You're uh, hiding your cargo shortness now. They're, are they're your interior interior cargo? Cargo? Yeah. you ashamed? Yeah. Yeah. You should be. Thank you, Scott Evest. They should be a sponsor. <laughs> you should be the whole thing about cargo shorts. I, we should just say is like Javi hates cargo shorts. Doesn't they are love an, cargo an cargo. abomination. The, the, the I was it, able to carry
1: my iPad over here when I walked from my house. Exactly. In my cargo shorts. The
0: great thing about them is utility. They provide yes. you so much room for pant activities. Like <laughs> you need extra pockets for stuff. But I'm also not ashamed, so I have external pockets. I'm not ashamed. You I had just to bought, hide yours. I just, I just bought them because you know they were comfortable. I like, <laughs> I love Scotty vests.
2: I have. That's a nice I, excuse.
0: I still have like six pairs of cargo shorts at yeah, home. Don't get me burned wrong. Burned them. I, I will still leave
2: y'all's wives let y'all out of the house with those. So let's but, continue the—I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, but I was saying, like, you know, like the—you um, know, if you go to, like, the tap room of any crappery around here, um, for the most part, like I said, it'll be pretty bearded, pretty white.
1: I think that's uh, kind of true any place I've been, too. I mean, sure. I went around D.C. It was like that. Went around—we uh, went to a couple places in New York. It was kind of like that. I, I don't know. I mean, those are—I would say New York, you know, is— a pretty good melting pot city which sure. would give you more of an example even in Dallas not that Dallas doesn't have a decent amount of that but I think you know, obviously New York is much more but it was very similar
2: for a demo I do think it's pretty gender balanced though if not it's racially lot, balanced it, yeah. I will say uh, you know from my own personal experience um, I feel like off the top of my head Pedicola is and I think Noble Ray are one of the more diverse breweries Lake in terms not of like bad who they yeah who they have around um, um I mean, I haven't been to Lakewood in a while, but yeah. I trust you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's it, it's really – it, it's like one of those tales. It's like, is it that people of color aren't getting into the industry so we don't see them or are, are manufacturers not hiring people of color? It's like, which – or is it both? I mean, it could be both. Uh, maybe people of color aren't as inclined to – you know, aren't, aren't as inclined to get into the industry. Well, I don't know. I'm not yeah. in the industry. I mean, right. there's definitely yeah. – there
2: there's could be a myriad of uh, – of reasons, but it is interesting just to bring it up if we're talking about like the pay gap and, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh,
0: I feel like it's, it's viewed as like a white guy thing though. Like it's a wh- I feel like craft beer is viewed as like a white guy thing.
2: Sure, in society right now. Sure. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would say know, most like, people look at it that way. Yeah.
0: I don't know why. Well, I mean, look at the <laughs> national
1: ads around it when Budweiser was making fun of the peach, whatever. Yeah. It was a big bearded white dude.
0: That yeah. Was yeah. in the
1: commercial, you know.
0: I don't know why that is. Why does anything you know get categorized as, as one racist thing or another? I don't know. It's Just the way yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't think I would like to think that the breweries around here are not doing anything. The people we know are not doing anything to discriminate intentionally. I, no, think it's, I don't think so. I, I could see certain breweries that I that will not mention that are not in this area that are in other states. Um, that based on the other things they've done, I could see them probably being more inclined that way. But sure. Uh, not yeah, here and it's at least. not
2: like I, like you know whatever I mentioned. Just seeing more like predominantly white uh um, breweries or people in tap rooms. It wasn't like necessarily saying like, oh these people are racist as hell, you know, but rather that like, hey, there's there's something there, you know, like yeah. it's it's also just never a bad thing to have, you know, diversity in in the workplace. So yeah, I mean of hopefully um, uh, you know, like if, pe- if people of color aren't inclined to uh drink crap beer, I mean that's that's definitely a legitimate reason. But if there are, I mean like, hey breweries Hire people of color. It's I always think, good, you know? I think yep. it's what we're
0: seeing and You know, we talked about this in San Antonio um, with Ranger Creek that there aren't that many craft breweries in San Antonio. And San Antonio has a has a large Latin population. Mm-hmm. And we asked the question, like, why aren't there more craft breweries? And like, because they don't necessarily, they being the Hispanic population, uh, aren't as into craft beer as white That folks. is very true. Yeah. And um, so they're, they're trying to tap into that market, but they're having a hard time doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah because, I mean... You, you know, one of the things that really annoys me is uh, whenever people were starting to come out their own "quote Mexican lagers," it's like that's not really a thing. You know, it's just <laughs> a logger, um, a light logger. Like, yeah. Y- y- yeah. But you know, uh, anytime I've gone to at least like back home, like in northern Mexico, it seems like there's, um, you know, like. I don't know, my family and friends, like, they have a tendency to like lighter beer because that's just, like, what they like. And I don't know about – I can't speak to San Antonio or whatever, but no. I have noticed that they're, like, just as a culture in general, it's not like, – you're not wanting to go reach out and get the, um, you know, like, hot bombs or anything like that. Because, honestly, like, a lot of the – like, a lot of Mexican food, if you're – if we're going off of the, like, scenario where Mexican people are only uh, eating Mexican food or Latinos or, – wherever they're they're from um the food is so flavorful you don't need also like another really powerful like flavorful beer to go along Mm. with it. you need something bland that'll just quench your thirst and maybe like uh take the edge off of this Something potentially spicy, you know.
0: Yeah, so, I, would, I would also there, think you have something to do with climate as well. Like, I was going to say yeah. the closer like, you get to the equator, it yeah, seems the hotter. The like, the lagers I mean, are. when we went to the uh, Dominican and we went to well, uh, everywhere uh, in the Caribbean. Caribbean oh, fancy world yeah, traveler. Right? It's like <laughs> I mean, good luck finding any dark beer. We found one in we found one stout in the Caribbean in, uh, one dark yeah, stout. I remember in the Bahamas?
1: Yeah. 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 And that was Pirate else. Republic. Yeah, in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, I, they had an IPA too, I think.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying as far as like dark beer goes, yeah. I mean, the hotter it is, you probably want a lighter, crisper beer. That's something that feels more refreshing not like gonna weigh you down and make you feel all bloaty yeah mm-hmm. i totally understand that well let's continue to celebrate women with glitter because women love glitter right <laughs> all women love glitter it's like their favorite color <laughs> um <laughs> so apparently there's a trend uh, a small trend but a trend nonetheless it started with scott brewing out of colorado and it be- kind of became a story in the past couple of weeks because three weavers uh, in california and now bold missy out of charlotte north carolina are releasing glitter beers um So Bold Missy released one as a tribute to Lisa Frank, who makes glittery uh, notebooks and pens and things like that. Oh, I remember that. Uh, (laughs) They released a lemon and peppercorn glitter beer, a saison called Trapper Keeper. It's a great name for a beer. Uh, I miss my Trapper Keeper very much. Uh, Apparently they say, they didn't say specifically this, but as they noted in the article, the glitter will not come out of your wang because (laughs) it does break down in your body
2: or your lady wang, whatever. (laughs) Lady wang. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Don't say we're not an inclusionary here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, head brewer Kat Wiest, uh, sister of Diane Weist, says, After we won, it got me, I guess, some competition. It got me back to one of the things other local brewers were, were saying, like, Well, sure, Kat made a double IPA, but it's too bad she had to resort to gimmicks. Marketing is gimmicks. People shop with their eyes. Consumption doesn't have to be just in your palate. If you can create a multi-dimensional experience to go along with your beer, you deserve the hype. So they used to add it uh, to their keg, but the article, the couple articles I read, didn't say how they're doing it now. But apparently, they're not adding it directly to the keg anymore. No. Okay. Apparently, what was happening in the keg was it was just settling to the bottom.
2: I and mean, it wasn't coming up through, through the tap. You know, my knee jerk reaction is to be like, Ugh. but beer. Here's the thing, though. Right? Is that Instagram is a big thing mm-hmm. food. This is instagrammable as hell. That's so, part of, that's part of Instagram's success, yeah, like half exactly. their success. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that it's actually kind of smart for breweries to create a product that is going to photograph well. I mean, yeah. it's no different than, you know, a chef plating a dish mm-hmm. like all all nice and pretty. Um
1: So it should have made the IPA pink.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it be more See? instagrammable. <laughs> exactly. So no, I think I think this is cool. Like I wouldn't mind trying it. I mean, it's not like Want to search like super search R for it, but if I came across it, I'd be What
0: down. about a Northeast uh, <gasps> hazy IPA with glitter that's also pink that was made out of recycled
2: aluminum? That is the most political beer <laughs> you could ever find. But can we incorporate unicorns <laughs> sure. somewhere in there? Because <laughs> that's I hear that's a thing. It goes to Brewed sport- by minority women. Yes. <laughs> just, just get everything involved. <laughs>
0: Hmm. So uh, our favorite corner in the show is the health corner, and um, <laughs> oh yeah, we love it. Yeah, this comes to us from I love science, one of my favorite websites. Um, so my other favorite journal, the Nature, uh, the journal Nature Ecology and Evolution, uh, <laughs> says that uh, they analyze all the journals you subscribe. to. <laughs> I know it's my favorite. That's it's the my, one you always. Talk it's my favorite about. bathroom material. The Nature Ecology and Evolution <laughs> journal. Uh, they analyze the genes of 2,500 people from 26 populations. Uh, across the world, and they noticed that... I'm going to say this completely wrong, but they noticed changes to the alcohol dehydrogenase cluster, uh, which apparently is an enzyme that breaks down alcohol and metabolizes it to acetyldehyde, which is what gives you a headache during a hangover. Hmm. So what they're seeing is that uh, the new variants um, across various populations is that the changes to the genes make it so some people are starting to feel ill just after one alcoholic drink. Wow. And they said... It's surprising how quickly uh, this gene mutation is happening across diverse populations. And it's not just in one population. It's happening in various parts of the world, which signals that the body is adapting to something in our environment that's making us intolerant of alcohol. So maybe someday, you know, thousands or millions of years down the line, or after the atom Bob drops and mutates us all, we'll we'll all be intolerant of alcohol. So
1: it's time to get those non-alcoholic beers up and running. That's right. Right. It's, it's good that trend has
2: started Just in time for uh, a, a change millions of years from now You've got to get ahead of the curve You're right. gonna, You know, it'll, it'll be like uh, Those people that bought Apple At like <laughs> <Exactly>. $30 <laughs> Getting way ahead of the trend <laughs> um, So the
0: change has only been seen right now In populations in East Asia and West Africa But they are focusing on Gene change hotspots in the study Where mutations occur independently and persist across populations Reproduction, meaning that evolution is responding To changes in our ecology I have seen this with a friend of mine um, who is of Japanese descent who was intolerant of alcohol. It's like she tried all forms of alcohol and she would immediately start to feel ill and flushed in the face yeah. and you know, sweating.
1: That's, that's sort of a Asian type issue uh, yeah. as far as that goes. Like, a dude I used to work with too, he, he he came out and we had like one beer and he got the flush and could not yeah. drink anymore after that. And he, like other people in his family have that. So I don't know if that's just a general genetic thing or, or what. Maybe it's this mutation. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she did it's... find,
0: she, this person did find that she was tolerant of tequila. So she no, became okay. she found, a big fan of tequila. She kept, it, yeah. <laughs> she kept searching. Marijuana had been her preferred uh, D inhibitor. Oh. Whoa, NARC. Arpichil. Oh, I know. <laughs> I guess. Well, her buddy
1: Zed, you know, he can only drink Certain Miller? types That's of true. alcohol and that kind of thing, too. He can drink. And he say. can only drink
2: crappy alcohol. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah, <laughs> he true. Can only, it, it Sorry, is true. Sir. I mean, love you, buddy.
0: We're, we're not patronizing, but it's true. He can only drink like Miller Lite or yeah. some of the light loggers. Otherwise, he feels just like, I don't know, like he's ill. Yeah. He mm-hmm. feels like, I don't know. It's really, it's a really strange effect. It's, as long have, as it doesn't happen with our yeah. lifetimes and we mutate and become non-alcohol drinking monsters.
1: Do you have any of those issues? Like, there are there some alcohols that you handle better than others or does it matter to you? Can you drink um, anything the same? Because for me, there are some, like, tequila will mess with me a little quickly, and I don't know. There's just yeah. well, there's an occasional thing that it's, if I drink less of it, it has more of an effect. Well,
0: as we know, you know, six to eight butter nipples uh, within five <laughs> minutes drinking has an effect on me. Yeah, sure. That
2: led to a very violent <laughs> night. Um, I, would, I was going to say, I would say that a flaming Dr. Pepper will always give me a hangover. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's one of those deals where if you're at the point of the night where you're doing... Dr. Pepper, flaming Dr. Pepper shots.
0: You've already had <laughs> yeah. a few to drink. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> shots yeah, that's are not never, the first drink of the night, very often. Shots no. are never a good idea. Um, but I, I do find that people say, oh, there's no, there, it's all. Uh, I've said
2: it. There is no difference. There's no between difference between alcohols, right? No, it's all about the social circumstances in which you drink it.
0: You because, say that, but I've seen, the way I've seen Jaeger spe- affect especially women.
2: But again, like, what, it, what is the circumstance? Like, okay, like, let's say. Let's. We should do a social experiment and have people at the you know Brewbloods palatial estate yes. come over for like a nice quiet dinner party, do shots of Jaeger, <laughs> and see how they act. Because I legitimately, I I think it's all social cues, man.
0: Maybe it, it is. really it really is. It just seems like involving Jaeger always made people mean, really mean. We need to go back to the I science mean, corner. And what were assesses. you doing? Well, it wasn't what, what i was, I was doing i'm just casual. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the scientist in the corner just running on my i end. mean maybe they're like oh why, why, why is this guy this creepy guy in the
2: corner just writing notes this <laughs>
0: writing down data points <laughs> I was just sitting in the corner with the lab coat on just annoying all of us I was, uh, I was uh, adding notes to my uh, favorite blog for the Journal of Nature and Ecology <laughs> and Evolution or whatever I say for the next and News we do
1: some research on that see if we can find some scientific studies about the that, different types of idea. alcohol that have an effect that's a good idea write that down in your and ledger just
0: see if we have something yeah we can find th- no something. That's, a, that's a great idea uh, yes. if not maybe we should conduct an informal study yes there you go uh, yeah I, as far as what affects me uh, tequila gets me drunk pretty fast it makes me kind of wacky I've found um mm-hmm. Again, maybe it's like Javi, the scientist over here that just thinks it's social cues. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have found that various alcohols affect me differently. Yeah, I, I feel like vodka. Vodka gets me drunker quicker than anything. Yeah, um, like rum, I can. I, I'll be fine, or, or especially Irish whiskey or, or scotch. I can whiskey's not hours. too bad. Yeah, I, I can drink some whiskey for a bit. Vodka though, like, yeah. I can drink one or two glasses of vodka and I'm done. Yeah, but what are you drinking it with? Like, I'm also how are
2: you drinking your your whiskey or your scotch
0: I drink both with ice oh, okay a lot of times I'll drink vodka just with some lemon or some lime Okay, ice and I drink whiskey the same way except gotcha. without the or uh, lime <clears throat> so I don't know it's just one thing I've noticed in my especially when I was drinking every night a we'll, few years ago like
2: we'll do some more research on it yeah we'll mm-hmm. do an informal study yeah <laughs> that would be a hell of a live episode to would
0: <laughs> I'm not sure anybody wants to listen to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of brewbloods if you're not subscribed to the show you should be it's absolutely free and you can subscribe anywhere fine podcasts can be found through apple podcasts google music spotify or any podcast app out there above all please tell a friend about us we'd really appreciate it if you want to reach out to us you can find us as at brewbloods on all the social networks or email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com that's brewbloodshow at gmail.com so for everyone here brewbloods this is mark saying pro